0: The following is a presentation of the Pro Wrestling Report, TV and radio. Informative, entertaining, and real since 1998.
1: Monday Nitro, March 10th, 1997. Matthew, if there ain't no party like a West Coast party, because a West Coast party don't stop, is there such a thing as a Matthew Thomas and the man they call Meathead party at spring break in 97?
0: You know what? You put Matthew Thomas, you put Meathead in there, and you throw a little Dennis Rodman, we can have a nice little party.
1: That's right, and Miss WCW Nitro '97 too, or Miss Spring Break. I, I couldn't tell. Me and Gene was drooling all over her, so I mean, it was kind of hard. <laughs> That's what she said. So yeah, it was a, it was a unique show to say the least. Folks, welcome to WCW Nitro Reaction for March 10th, 1997. Like I said, along with Matthew Thomas, they call me the Man. They call me Dead. <coughs> it's like, it's like that movie. What was that Austin Powers movie? Allow myself to introduce. Myself, uh, I'm the man they call the man they call me. dead.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so Matthew, yes, what were, you are. What were the expectations coming into WCW Spring Break?
0: My expectations were make this look prettier and more interesting than your Disney tapings, and uh, or mm. yeah, Disney was where yeah, they were Disney. at last summer, and no, it was and, Universal Studios. Uh, I think. Studios, they, I think. Was okay, okay. I think it was. A, I think they did a. I think they did that. You know, it was more of an adult audience. I mean, you don't have the little kitties running around like you do at uh, Disney or Universal or uh, you know wherever you're at. But um, I, I think it's, it's it's still a an odd aesthetic. You just it's it's a lot smaller of a venue, and, and you don't know necessarily how many actual wrestling fans you're going to get at uh, something like this. But the crowd seemed to be fairly enthused, and I, I think they did. It was. It actually surpassed my expectations.
1: Well, I think the difference, Matthew Thomas, is something our country allowed after Prohibition ended. The difference between a Universal show and a WCW uh, spring break show was alcohol. There seemed Mm -hmm. to be everyone imbibing in it, including the on-air (laughs) talents. It's it's just me. Or it seemed that uh, me and Gene... Had a little extra pep in his geriatric step.
0: <laughs> he did. He was a thing tonight, wasn't he?
1: Uh, he, was, uh, he was. He was all over the place. And I'm surprised he didn't knock anybody over with one of his blue bombers. <laughs> well, WCW Monday Nitro live from Panama City Beach, Florida, Club Villa, and uh, we opened the show with the aforementioned Dennis Rodman and Hollywood Hulk Hogan. As Dennis Rodman, because this was talked about all throughout the week, uh, has Dennis Rodman join the NWO. Now, Matthew, Dennis Rodman is not a wrestler, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, This is the middle of the uh, basketball season, correct?
0: Correct, yep. Hmm.
1: Dennis Rodman... Shows up with Hulk Hogan while he's supposed to be working his other job. I wonder if that got cleared. I wonder if that's part of his contract. Your thoughts?
0: I mean, they're they are definitely putting everything they've got on this NWO train, and they, honestly, it doesn't surprise me. It seems like the next uh, evolution uh, of the NWO. We talk about the stable growing so much week to week, but they're actually trying to look outside of the professional wrestling and start uh, recruiting non wrestlers, and it's. It's you know what it's a good move WCW they're hanging in there with WWF right now as far as popularity as far as ratings go and they're trying to just permeate the mainstream and this is while me is a wrestling fan I it's not my favorite thing I can understand as a business move why they're doing it
1: Okay well robin has got a movie coming out too so Robin while still you know an NBA contracted talent has a movie coming out and he's co-starring with Jean-Claude Van Damme. So I mean it's not like it's not like Dennis Rodman isn't a household name. Dennis Rodman is a name to be reckoned with. So it's um it's an odd one. I I'll tell you that. It's definitely an odd one. I'm I'm a little confused by why he's popular <laughs> because he can't cut a mic for shit. <laughs> I mean, he's terrible. <coughs> but you know, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, Matthews- and, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's I, I don't, I just, I don't want to see Dennis Rodman wrestling Steve McMichael, please. Oh,
1: yeah. Now, the setup. The ring is floating on a dock over a pool, and the atmosphere <laughs> is pretty wild. I mean, because you got to remember, these are all, all spring breakers, and they're all probably just trashed. The show opens up with the white limo pulling up and you know, Tony said that the NW always comes in a dark limo. Who's in the white limo? You know, it's like it's like if they had hummers and everybody had to figure out who was in the hummer. Nope. <laughs> this time it's Rowdy Roddy Piper with Team Piper. There's one wrestler we recognize, John Tenta, all his hair grew back. And then huh, did we even get their names last week? Do you do you recall their
0: name? I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. This is, uh, you know what, this one week removed, it's still no better than it was last week when it took up 30 minutes of nitro. And these these guys stepping out of a limo. 30
1: minutes of nitro, folks. 30
0: minutes of nitro. And, and I hate it because Piper's been one of the things that WCW has done very well during, you know, during his whole feud with, with Hogan. I mean they haven't featured him every week, so it doesn't seem played out. He doesn't seem old when Hyper when Piper appears, he still seems to make an impact, but they are just in the last two weeks they have watered him down um, <laughs> just just to the nth degree.
1: To the nth degree. Phew good Lord. Um but no folks, we uh we get that team here's the long and short of it. You know what, you're gonna get your ass kicked. Why don't we take the spot of these guys? Thank you, gentlemen. You can leave. It's Team Piper with the horsemen. That I could appreciate. That yep. I didn't have a problem with. Your thoughts on the horsemen taking the spots of uh the Jabronis.
0: No, that's uh perfectly fine with me. I mean that would that would be stars. The problem with this is you're building to a big match against people that you've never that that you've never heard of you've never seen compete it's just it's so strange this is not the formula that has ever that has ever worked before i mean maybe you premiere somebody from another federation and their first match is a big match but these these are people that you are introducing as characters you've actually never seen them wrestle or compete outside of the little thing they did with piper last week it's just it seems like a horrible horrible idea Speaking
1: of the horsemen, Jeff Jarrett and Steve Mongo McMichael defeat high voltage. Here's something that was kind of run into. If high voltage is there and you're surrounded by water, shouldn't your only move be to kick them in the pool?
0: They're right. They're right. Mm. That just seems too easy. Uh, um,
1: maybe, maybe I'm just a meathead. But if, wouldn't you want to throw the high voltage right in the water? I mean, at the very <laughs> least, if you don't treat it with respect, it's funny for the announcers.
0: Oh, oh, absolutely! You can at least get a you know a little bit of a, a kick from the announce team, but ah, that did not happen.
1: Oh well, I just hope that at some point tonight we're going to see that water put to play, because you can't have this huge flashing neon light on something and never ever use it. Uh, Jared and McMichael with the victory over High Voltage. Now uh, this was a solid match for them. Now Mean Gene gets in the ring and brings out Roddy Piper and his band of merry men. To do the whole, you know, NWO uh, versus WCW versus Team Piper. So it's it's the Horsemen will join Team Piper. Uh, Prince Iacale, the WCW Television Champ, he wrestles in a match against uh, that was uh, Dave Taylor, right? Uh, Squire Dave Taylor, excuse me, retaining mm-hmm. the WCW Television Championship. He fell on top of Taylor during his slam. Fell on.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, a, a, a of a
1: finisher. <gasps> <laughs> Unbelievable. So, uh, again, I, I just I have a hard time. I have a real hard time um, believing this. And Prince Ikea nothing against him at all, but uh, Prince Ikea could be a talented, talented player. But, no, he, he falls on Dave Taylor. Our third match tonight was Eddie Guerrero retaining the WCW United States Championship with the roll-up in two and a half minutes. <clears throat> I love the – we talked about this last week. I love the commentary that we're getting from Malenko in this, and we're loving the, the heat between Guerrero and Malenko. This was a great program that's uh, continuing to build for me, and i really enjoy and looking forward to their match this Sunday. Uh, Malenko – uh, great stuff but Guerrero even better stuff in the ring when he says, "You know what? Who's changed? Am I punching? Am I kicking? No, it's you that changed, Teo Malenko." Not bad. Not bad at all.
0: They're really doing a great job here. It's it's a very well-done feud uh, that that makes sense and it gives it gives you know this match and hopefully a, a series of matches between these guys some context which they don't do enough of in the cruiserweight division or on the mid-card enough. So I'm really really excited with what they're doing here.
1: Absolutely. Eddie Guerrero, still your United States champion. Now, me and Gene in the ring with the interview I thought was fantastic as well, but me and Gene just a little bit distracted because he must have known, he must have known, Matthew, that uh, boobies were coming. Boobies are coming. And, you know, they keep looking off to the side, and the camera, you know, great job doesn't look off to the side with them, because I assume they're being flashed. It's like a Motley Crue concert down there. DDP uh, <laughs> comes out and takes on Sergeant Craig Pittman with the Diamond Cutter. Let me ask you a question, and we're going to kind of step off of the matches here for a moment. How much do you think that WCW got paid to host the event at Club Vila? Uh
0: That's a good question. I, I have... Because I don't no think they idea. paid to be
1: there. I think they got paid to be there. Yeah, yeah. Plus MTV I, uh, is going to be there I, uh, in the coming week too.
0: Yeah, it's it's such a novel concept. I really do not know.
1: Well, with the money they got, you notice a bunch of the guys got pyro, and it's not just your in-the-building pyro. It's the, oh, my God, there's fireworks outside on the ocean yep. pyro. Yeah. Or the Gulf of Mexico, excuse me. How much do you think they pay their audio people? Or they're lighting people.
0: $27 a week.
1: Oof. Here's where I'm getting at. During this promo, me and Gene interviewing
0: Dallas Page,
1: and literally just the light and the sound cuts off. And being the consummate professional, Dallas is cutting his promo still. He doesn't care. Yep. He's just going. He assumes the mic is hot. He assumes that the mic is going at least to the TV broadcast. They're in the dark, Tony. Uh, we're having some uh, technical difficulties. We'll be right back. Do you think one of the mics fell in a pool, shorted it all out, or was it high voltage? You know, taking a, a swim afterwards.
0: Uh, it could be a combination of those. But no, and I mean, I I was concerned that they were going to be able to get it back on for the broadcast. Like this could potentially be, uh, this could be a big big deal. You know, have they thought through? And this is the thing you run when you try to do something gimmicky and a, a Venue you don't normally you know play at a venue that you're basically creating. Uh, you run the risk of stuff like this. So for all the ingenuity that they had, it's it's live television, and there's a lot more things that can go wrong when you take it out of out of your normal arenas.
1: So they go to commercial. They come back, and uh, DDP's got to cut a whole brand new promo. That's just got to take a guy auditor because they probably whisper to Mean Gene in the earpiece, "Hey, uh, you guys are dead. We got to go to commercial." Stop. We'll uh, we'll signal to you back when uh, we're back on the air. DDP has got to get amped up again to cut the promo all over. Basically, Randy Savage, you snap, 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 snapped. I thought DDP was a professional in this. It really uh, came off well. That considered. No,
0: I think he's doing he's he's doing he's doing a great job. And uh, again, he got another positive reaction tonight from this crowd. I mean, you're seeing it city to city. You're seeing it consistently. I mean, this this guy is getting over t- in a big way.
1: DP with the victory, obviously, over Sergeant Craig Pittman after the promo. Um, we get Rey Mysterio Jr. defeating Galaxy. Were you worried that Galaxy wasn't going to win? Were you worried about that?
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, poor Galaxy.
1: I mean, because Galaxy's is the guy that, you know, everybody's calling his name, right? Galaxy, that's the guy you're worried about?
0: <laughs> Rey Mysterio with yep, the victory. yep. You got to. Well, I gotta mean, prep, you have more you Galaxy for us. <laughs> you, you, you get. You know, this is one of the. I will say, this is one of the better Galaxy matches that I've seen as of late. You know, his, his work is steadily improving, and uh, you know, I think maybe when they do, uh, you know, best of Galaxy, this might, this might have a, a place in the video a to set. DVD set, the
1: best of Galaxy.
0: Uh, what's a what's a DVD?
1: <laughs> DVDs are available in 1997,
0: Matthew. Is that like a laser disc?
1: No, laser disc is
0: from the '80s, Matthew. No, uh, I, uh, I, you know, I prefer the DVDs. What's the other? What's the other uh, disc-like thing that's catching on now? That's kind of giving DVDs a run for its money. I can't think of what it's DVDs? called. It's not, not laser. It's uh, there's some there's something else uh, that's like the it's it's kind of like the uh, the Betamax VHS type of deal all over again. It's DVDs and something else, and I can't. Recall what what it what it is, but uh, I, I'm in I'm in the camp for the <laughs> that might be it.
1: Yeah, CD singles is that what you're getting at?
0: No, no no it's uh there DVDs and there's another type of video disc that I actually the Stereo Review had a great article on it this month the DVD versus Whatever this new uh, new concept is, and I can't I can't think of it. But uh, it's it, it would have been can, funnier uh, about thirty
1: seconds ago. But we're gonna I, <laughs> we're gonna move
0: yeah on. yeah we, we've 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 ridden this as as long as we can on it.
1: Second hour at Shivani. It's Bobby Heenan, Mike Tanay, and then Tony tells us that MTV will be here on the twenty first for the spring break, and that Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, along with Six, will be appearing on MTV. Uh, they bring out the uh, MTV VJ. And uh, here comes Miss Monday Nitro from WCW, Pamela Rogers. Now, Pamela Rogers is studying education major at uh, Tennessee Tech, and her goal is to be a basketball coach. She also on the side likes to ride poles. Wait, that, was that Mean Gene? <laughs> so Mean Gene, uh, while he's just up there just sweating, <laughs> standing next to her, you know, trying to keep his hands off of her uh, rear end, Um <laughs> Uh, Bobby Heenan had a great line. He says, I, "He can't see." <laughs> well, actually, let, let me take that back. Excuse my voice. <laughs> Tony said, "Mean Gene put his glasses on for that one." He goes, "He didn't put them on. His glasses are all fogged up because <laughs> he got too hot." But uh, yeah, uh, Mean Gene was definitely excited, and he's uh, uh, he was he was so excited he's yelling at the MTV VJ to take his shirt off. Take your shirt off, young man. Let's go wild.
0: <laughs> oh, this is classic. This is this is some good Mean Gene here.
1: Uh, uncomfortable with Mean Gene Oakleman yelling at his <laughs> damn near 19-year-old boy to take his shirt off. <sighs> uh, now, you know, they said that they scoured the beaches to get this winner, right? And then there's a little mm-hmm. scuttlebutt back and forth about, you know who does the scouring of the beach? I think WCW should stay off the beach because the last guys that we found on the beach were Hacksaw Jim <laughs> Duggan, Alex Rice. uh I think uh, who else was on the beach with them? It was Renegade. Uh, Might have been High Voltage, and I think Mean Gene was, was on the jo- beach. Was Joe too.
0: Gomez in there? Huh? I
1: think Joe Gomez was in there. Yep. I think Glacier was out there, but he was melting. I mean,
0: <laughs> oh yeah, we, had, we haven't seen much of Glacier recently, have we? Huh?
1: Well, it's, they're in the south, dude. You can't send glacier down there. Fucking. No. That is
0: true. Like you know. Luger, the
1: Giant, and Steiner Brothers defeat the amazing French Canadians, Roadblock, and Greg the Hammer Valentine, when the Giant pins Roadblock with a choke slam. Um, lots of talk about Team WCW here, and uh, I have a problem with the promos that are coming out of Luger, because Luger tries to, you know what? He really tries to throw in big words. He tries. And the mean Gio set him up with a phrase, and he just repeats the word three times and then throws in a big word like trepidation or, or something like that. And then Rick Steiner, you know, the, the outsider's trying to give me a car crash. I'm not writing it right now. I can't talk. Scotty, talk to him. <laughs>
0: uh, it's just awkward. Oh, that's, that's, it's a special kind of entertaining, though.
1: Oh, it was special, all right. Special as in the back <laughs> of the short bus with a helmet special. Whew. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I just, uh, I have a hard time feeling repugnant. That was Luger's word, repugnant. He's going to get the repugnant smell for almost a year, and he's here to eradicate the repugnant smell. You know he was in a mirror practicing that. I guarantee you.
0: Oh, of course. That oh, absolutely. With
1: While he's flexing. Without a doubt. Ultimate Dragon defeats Huventu Guerrero with the Tiger Suplex. With these guys flying around, they couldn't have jumped on top of the water. I mean, be like a what are those um, uh, frogs that run across the water and never go in? They couldn't have done that.
0: You're uh, yes. referring to the water running frogs.
1: Yes, uh, I don't recall their names. Sorry, uh, nature's not my gimmick. If only they had a channel called Animal Planet, we'd be able to watch it. Uh, they they contact, uh, staggerly Marshall. Okay, you know. He's great. And uh, what was the gimmick that he had this week? It was a uh, uh, was it weasel on a shingle. the W O S that they're eating at uh, the Citadel. W O S weasel on a shingle.
0: That, I don't know why uh, they thought the... that was funny. They all laughed at it. Yeah. 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 No. Some some weeks some weeks they're really stretching it. They're really stretching it with his uh his his weasel joke book kind of runs a little dry sometimes. Scotty Riggs defeats Chris Jericho
1: by DQ when Buff Bagwell interfered at uh, about three and a half minutes worth. Um, is there anything going to come of the Scotty Riggs and Buff Bagwell? Because now that Buff Bagwell is joining the NWO, what has he done? What is he doing yeah. today? Where is he?
0: He's wearing some really short shorts, and he's yeah. uh, changed and out his, in his the outfit a little bit, but yeah, working out in the ring. But, yeah, it, it's funny because, like, I don't feel like the NWO. When you're putting these other guys in there, that's not your top tier talent. If for whatever re like, uh, you know, Doug Page is being elevated by the feud with the NWO. But I don't really right. feel like you've got any of these mid card people in the NWO that are being elevated. They just they look like yeah, they they look like lackeys compared to Hogan and the big guys.
1: I mean, it's okay to have the one lackey. I mean, you know, Vince. I think that's fine because he's always with CBS anyway. I think that's fine, you know. Just let him be there. Um, Kevin Sullivan, <laughs> this is the one I was actually looking forward to coming to the ring because he's already wearing like a, a bathrobe to come to the ring anyway. So I just figured that he was going to lay it on the, you know, on the uh, rail. He was going to rinse off before he got in the pool, and then he was just going to jump in. I thought that's what he was going to do. Now what we thought. Buds, we did get somebody in the pool. Hardbody Harrison, after getting his tail kicked in by Jackie and Kevin Sullivan, got thrown into the water. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um, the announcers made a great point. After that tail kicking, he's got enough strength to stand up?
0: Yep. And here's the thing, too. I think Jackie with Sullivan is really working. I mean, Sullivan with Dungeon of Doom was one thing, but for whatever reason, that combination of Jackie and and Sullivan is, is doing the trick here, and I think it's the fact that they're letting her, you know, aggressively beat up these dudes, and people get a kick out of seeing that.
1: And you know what? Jackie's not a slouch. Uh, Jackie's exact words were, you got a bunch of window dressing around here, now you've got a real woman that can really work. Uh, she's a wrestler, folks. Uh, speaking of wrestlers, Medusa was up there, and her promo, not the greatest but Medusa, uh, you know, complaining about Luna Vashon going after her when Medusa believes that she's the number one contender. Uh, do we have a women's division yet? Because I I, I count three no. performers right now. Well, I am the champion. That makes No,
0: we, we don't. And it's it's basically her coming out here for a minute or two and it not being given any uh, serious attention from from the higher up. So no, we still do not have a women's division.
1: NWO comes out. And, I mean, when I say the NWO, I mean all 17 members of the NWO. And, folks, I'm not embellishing. I think I counted 17 of them. Good Lord. surprised the water wasn't up over the ring because of all the weight pushing the ring down. (sighs) Wow. And one of these members, folks, is Sting. Sting in the middle of the ring, standing next to Hogan. They even draped an NWO shirt over Sting. And Sting does nothing. Macho Man cuts his promo on that long, guy with the long red hair that nobody knows his name. You know, that guy with the ugly tattoos. They can't even say his name.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh,
1: it's, it's funny that they spent all this time and all this money on the aerial shots because they hired a copter. So after every commercial break, they came back and showed you the over-the-top shot. So they had that thing for the night. Um am surprised they didn't do, like, a Blue Thunder and, you know, start zooming in on people's buildings and listening to their phone calls. Um, <laughs> yeah. it's it. Oh, wait. Wouldn't you have thought the NWO was the final go-home segment? Nope.
0: Of course. I literally course. kept
1: watching going, boy, we're a little short, aren't we? And they come back. Yep. Here's the public enema. And we were supposed to have a match. Here comes Booker T and Sister Sherry. We're out of time. They're going to fight over on the stage who books this?
0: You know, they're going more and more to this with, uh, you know, trying to make it seem like live TV and anything can happen and anything can run over. But yeah, I mean, you don't, this is, this is not your main event of the evening. This is, this is far from it. Not anything against these guys, but yeah, this was, uh, this was quite a bit surprise. I thought uh, for a second, I thought my VCR messed up and, you know, the uh, the tape had gotten rewound and re recorded over or something where it was going on.
1: Yeah. Literally, I mean you would think they were it was go home with the NWO segment, you know, doing what they were doing. You would think that. Nope. Here comes public enemy. The main event. Public enemy. Talking about Harlem Heat. Oh, and they're fighting and we gotta go. It's not even worth watching. <laughs> they literally showed us that they were mad at each other and then turned it
0: off. Wow. They just they do so many things right and so many things good and they just make these boneheaded boneheaded decisions. That is our WCW
1: for March 10th Spring Break edition. I wonder if they're going to come back. Do you think they should come back once a year for this?
0: I I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it for one show. I don't want it to be a whole spring or a whole summer like they did. Uh, when they they taped at it, at, at, uh, d- yep, you know.
1: Well, they taped those all that same, you know, two three days. They had all the boys in town, right. and uh, every every one of them were told to be behind stage. You know, they could be the guy that's called out for a match or, you know, whatever. And they filmed the whole angle, and you know, you got moms and dads leaving the seats open, and all of a sudden here comes a kid with a blow up doll going, "Why is Hulk Hogan a bad guy?" So who knows? Yep. On that note, folks. For Matthew Thomas, I'm the man they call Meathead. Thanks for stopping by in the real world here. PWR Now Network coming back this Wednesday night, 10 Eastern, 9 Central. Damien Nelson, David Hero, Matthew Thomas, the man they call Meathead, Al Snow, Robbie E., and ODB. Big, big, big show. Definitely a big show. Coming up this Wednesday night, 10 Eastern, 9 Central, right here on the PWR Now Network. So for Matthew Thomas, I'm the man they call Meathead. Thanks for stopping by. So long, everyone.